start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna it. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. It's episode, I think, 116. Yep, we didn't talk about correct. it beforehand. I we did, did say it. We did. Yeah, I did, did say we? it. Huh. Yeah. I was just paying zero attention. I was just sipping my I beer. I was going to let you suffer. Well, I got it right anyway. And uh, so it's 116, and Tom is is just dripping wet over there. Not like dripping wet. Like, I'm not dripping. My clothes are saturated, yes, but... So why don't you tell us about that, yeah, Tom? Tom what, what were you doing right before? Well, you were late, by the way. I wasn't so late. It goes against yeah, your attendance. Yeah. I said I would be there around 6.30. Hmm. Podcast is at 6. Yeah. And I made okay. arrangements to get there <laughs> It's 6.30-ish. Right. Give me a gray area. So what, what were you doing? I was checking traps, beaver traps, if you will. And I had a couple traps set in spots that I thought were going to be key spots. And two days go by, and I didn't catch anything. So I decided... Sounds like a shit spot. Yeah. Well, I decided I'm going to go for a little underwater swim and see what's actually going on down there and move my traps accordingly. How are you supposed to know where the beavers like to play if you don't play there, too? Exactly. Uh, That's actually not what happened. What happened was (laughs) I was walking along, and there was a mound of mud underneath the surface that I couldn't see, and... Went to step, tripped on that clump of mud, and down I go. <laughs> Filled my waders with water, and uh, yeah, here we, here we are. Yeah, that's nice. And the, the fun part was I was with my buddy Greg, and the swamp we were trapping is quite a hauls away from his house, so we didn't want to walk there, so we drove four-wheelers. So now it's like 30 degrees, dark out, I'm soaking wet, and I got to rip a four-wheeler all the way through the property back up to his garage to park it. So it was a chilly ride home. Nice. Yeah, my hands, I don't have full motion yet. They're <laughs> a little stiff, a little slow. But nice. uh, I think that kind of leads into what we're going to be talking about tonight. does more than lead in. It, it. We're already there. Yeah, so... We're talking about it. We're, we're talking about beaver trapping. Um, maybe a little bit of what I've learned works, what I know doesn't work. Um I feel beaver trapping is definitely something I, th- I can confidently say we have down. You know, we, oh yeah, beaver. Tra- I mean, I'm not gonna kid you. It's not that hard to trap beavers. If you got beavers, you can probably figure out how to trap them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took Tom and I maybe a season or so to figure it out. There's a couple little tricks that make a huge difference that the average person wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you learn those tricks. Uh, it makes makes a world of difference. So you caught three the other day, didn't you? I yeah. saw that on Instagram today. I hadn't. T- I haven't talked to you in a few days, and I yeah, saw. Yeah, you on never Instagram. text me anymore. It's not true. I think I texted you two days ago. No, I think I texted you about Rob Gronkowski going to the Bills. I don't know about and that. And then that picture of Sylvester Stallone. That was great. That was good. <laughs> so anyway, 
we'll we'll start the episode with <laughs> kind of going over what I have going on in my sets right now, and then we'll kind of you know expand out and talk tips and tricks in beaver trapping in general. Love that plan. So it was last Friday. I text my buddy Greg. I say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? There's not, I got nothing going on. So he wants to get some traps out on Saturday. Absolutely. So I meet him up at his farm Saturday morning. We go out. I put four sets out. He put four sets out. And I'd never trapped this property before. Um, huge beaver swamp. Biggest one I've ever been into. I mean, it's nasty. Beavers have it totally flooded. It's, it's a mess. Nice. Um, and Greg's telling me he already caught seven beaver out of this pond um, during the first week that the season was open. And wow. you guys in northwestern PA know that shortly thereafter we got hammered with snow. Mm-hmm. And so we got like two feet of snow, and he's like, yeah, I'm not, not trudging through two feet of snow every single day to check my traps. So he pulled his traps um, after the first week of the season and didn't put them back out till now, which is kind of like the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So he takes me down to the pond, and we're kind of walking around, and I see this scent mound. And basically what a scent mound is, it's like a territory thing for beavers. Um, what they'll do is they'll take like a mound of mud, roughly, you know, size of a softball-ish. Some are bigger, some are smaller. And um, they lay, you know, chewed off sticks on top of it, and then they, I don't know what you'd call it, emit their scent glands mm-hmm. on it to kind of mark their territory basically like a scrape for a deer it, precisely yeah so we find one of those and there's like a little crick that's leading from one pond into this other pond that has the scent mount on the edge so we're thinking you know this would be a good spot they'll travel from this upper pond through this crick down into this lower pond to check out this scent mount so set a trap there that was our first one. Second one, um, we found this feed bed, which is basically beavers. They take a huge pile of sticks and just it's like out in the middle of the pond, and that's where like, obviously they go to eat at their feed pile bed. of sticks and dung. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this this one was pretty big. It was probably ten feet by. 15 feet, 20 feet. I mean, it is a big pile of sticks. You could see that they're all chewed up. And on the edge um, of the feed bed, there was a channel probably three feet wide, and then it was the edge of the pond. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking they're probably swimming up and down this channel, you know, along the edge of their feed bed. So it is deep. It was probably like three feet deep, this channel. So I set my 330 bear right down on the bottom, um, stabilized it with two sticks, and then you put a dive stick across the top. And I didn't know this my first year beaver trapping, and this is one of those simple tricks that made a huge difference. Beavers will only swim on the top of the water or on the bottom. They're never going to swim like through the middle of the water column. So when I say dive stick, what I mean is I take a stick and I put it across the top, of the water. This is usually we you'll use something a little bit bigger in diameter, like closer, like probably two to four inches. Yeah. For that top stick, something that's not going to get washed away. Yeah. So I set this 
big dive stick across the top of the channel, laid one end on the feed bed and the other end on the bank. And what that does is when the beaver's swimming through that channel, it forces them to swim down, down to the bottom because they can't get through that dive stick. So it mm-hmm. forces them to dive down to the bottom where your trap's at. So this spot I was particularly excited about. I thought, I thought it was a really good spot. So, and then my next two sets. Um, did you, you said you set these two days ago? Saturday. Saturday. So uh, my next two sets, um, we just found some travel corridors. The water wasn't extremely deep, um, just a couple of feet. Um, kind of, like I said earlier, a creek going from one pond to another mm-hmm. um, that I figure they might be traveling to get from one to the other. Um, set two traps there in each little corridor, same thing. Um, stabilized it with some sticks that we found, put a dive stick across the top, called her a day. Then we get on to my buddy Greg's four traps, and he had this one spot, and it was a prime location. He said, this is where I caught all seven of my beavers earlier mm-hmm. in the year. Um, and in Pennsylvania, I don't know uh, what, what the regulations are in other states, but in Pennsylvania, you have to be 15 feet from a dam or a hut. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you find the hut, you know that the beavers are in that area. So we go to the hut, and there you can see there's a little channel, um, maybe a foot deep, that goes right from the hut and then into the big pond. And that's really the only way the beaver can get in and out of that hut is through that little channel. Hook, line, sinker, you got them. Oh, yeah. It was slam dunk. Beautiful spot. I knew this this is money. So... Put a set there, um, obviously more than 15 feet away from the hut. And then um, there was another feed bed not far from that hut um, where we had another perfect situation where the feed bed wasn't far from the bank where it created a nice little travel channel for them. Um, Same thing, probably about three feet deep. Stabilized it, dive stick on top, money. Um, and then his other two sets um, were just some in some other travel corridors that we found. Um, but the ones I described, those are the ones that I'm most excited about. Mm-hmm. So I'm all excited, you know. We got our eight traps out. And uh, took a good part of the afternoon. We started around 10 o'clock, and I think I got home close to 4. Um, so, I mean, we, we lollygagged a lot just walking yeah. around, checking stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you weren't just like set trap, set trap, set trap. Yeah, we were, we were scoping out. it out. Um, How many huts are like you said? This dam is you know the whole pond is huge. Like how many huts are there? How many breeding pairs do you think there are throughout? See, that's what I don't know because we've covered a lot of the swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a big area of it, but Greg said we haven't covered a lot of the swamp. Like yeah, the area we trapped. We probably have traps span across 10, 15 acres, mm-hmm. and there's still a lot more that we haven't discovered. Yeah. Um, but the area that we've been in, where we've pulled 10 beavers out so far, there's one hut. Really? Yeah. That's curious. Very curious. And they, what's, I mean, are you catching like little ones, or are they all pretty average? Size beavers. We haven't caught any. I call them footballs, like those 10, 15 yeah, pound beavers. Babes, um, we haven't caught any of those. Um, Greg's caught uh, one over 50, 
couple over 40, a um, couple in the 30s, and then the ones we caught the other day were all... So it all... sounds like he's caught a couple of breeding pairs if he's caught a 50 and some 40s. Yeah, which... Huh. I think only he... one hut. That's curious. Yeah. Can you see the whole pond in the area you're at? Or is there potential that there's maybe a hut close by there that you just haven't seen because well, of I mean, the... like beavers aren't going to have their hut a half a mile I know, but I didn't know away, how thick you know, it was where if it's... Yeah, oh, it's super thick. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it possible uh, so you that you're could missing... Miss, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't at. think... Not in the area we've been in, um, but I'm sure throughout that whole swamp, there's there's got to be... Cause I, I can't imagine there was 10 beaver in, in one, one hut. Especially that many adult beavers. Yeah. Because usually you have in a hut, you have a breeding pair and then the kits that are, you know, you have last year's, this year's, and then they start kicking them them out. out. That's what expands the swamp as they move up river Mm -hmm. a little bit. Hmm. So, yeah. That's weird. Very weird. So that's why I wanted to talk to your dad. Um, But he's obviously not here tonight. Yeah. But uh, so Sunday morning comes around. I'm I'm super amped up, you know, ready to roll, get over to the farm about 10 o'clock. And the first trap we checked uh, was that one with the scent mound that I was telling you about. And to my surprise, nothing. Hmm. But uh, what a surprise. Yeah. What happened was, though, um, Saturday night into Sunday morning, we got a lot of rain. Yeah. um, And it raised the creek or the water probably six to eight inches. So, so your traps weren't, or your dive sticks and stuff weren't in the right yeah, spot anymore. Yeah, they weren't anymore. in the right spots anymore. Um, I don't know if the beavers were using those travel corridors the same way, mm-hmm. um, because what was once, you know, dry land was now almost a foot underwater. So yeah. I don't know if... And something that was, you know, 18 inches wide, those runs that they have is now all of a sudden six feet wide. Yeah, so they could... Where when we set them, they could only travel through these little corridors. What was little creek bottoms turned into a more whole swimmable pond. Yeah, so they didn't have to necessarily go right through those corridors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that changed things a bit. First set was empty. Second set we went to um, that had uh, right on the edge of that feed bed had a had a beaver in it. So I was I was pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened was. I obviously you have to pull the trap out of the water mm-hmm. um, to get your beaver out, um, and then when I went to reset it, um, I, I couldn't find a, a muddy spot where I could jam the sticks into the ground. Everything was really washed away. Kind yeah, of it was rocky. like real rocky. I couldn't get it stabilized, so I moved it up the channel a little bit to where I thought was a good spot, but everything's so murky, so high, you can't really see anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I had the trap down in the bottom of that run, um, but it turns out I didn't because when I went there today, I realized I had it kind of on the side of the shelf. Ah, water was much lower today. I was able to move it back Adjust to it. the bottom of the run where I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that one, you know, why you didn't catch something? Yeah. So, yeah, empty first trap, beaver in the second one, third and fourth were empty. On to Greg's sets. Um, first two we checked were empty, and then the last two um, 
one by the feed bed and one in that travel corridor coming from the hut. Both had beavers in them. Nice. So, had any eight, good ones? All of them were 20 pounds, so probably last year's kits. But, I mean, set eight traps, caught three, three out of eight, I didn't think was pretty bad. No. So I, I was happy with that first check. Sunday comes around, we got a bunch of rain overnight. Or, I'm sorry, yes, Sunday night we got a bunch of rain. Uh, Monday, cricks were super high, Ripping. ponds were super high. Yeah, um, I think changed the travel corridors again. Made things difficult, didn't catch anything then. So... Tuesday and Wednesday, the cricks were dropping a little bit, make it more easy access. Today was lower than when we even set them, so it was actually oh, really? perfect. I was able to see that my traps weren't exactly where they needed to be and move them accordingly. So I'm, they're in a lot better spots now, and I'm thinking I'm thinking tomorrow's haul is going to be going to be productive. Heck so. yeah, eight for eight easily. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we did put a uh, little beaver bait out there today, so maybe trigger some aggression. Oh, man. So if you guys don't know, those beavers are very territorial. So if they smell another beaver that's not from the area, they're going to know and they're going to come investigate. Mm-hmm. So put a little gland lure around your sets and beavers are going to come check it out. So looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Heck so. Yeah. Hopefully, within the next few days to come, you'll see some more photos on the gram on Facebook. Hopefully, you can stay a little bit drier this time. Yeah, I hope so. That wasn't very fun. It was cold. Water is probably... Sure, the water just comes right out of the bibs, too. You know, it does a really good job of keeping them out, but it drains really fast. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's nice. It, it just it absorbs right into your clothes, which is <laughs> exa- Perfect. exactly what you want. Now, was that how early on into checking traps? Second they- set. Second set. <clears throat> yeah, because it's let me always say, it at the beginning. I think it was before 5.30 you texted me and said, hey, can you bring shorts to the studio? And I said, already there. Yeah, some dry clothes would have been nice, but <laughs> can't have everything. Uh, it's a grind. But think about and how we... much more you're going to appreciate those dry clothes when you get home now that you've been in them for that much longer. Yeah, and I... what better way to get into the mindset of a beaver trapping podcast than to be soaking wet from beaver trapping? You could you know, almost we've call done, this beaver fever. Yeah. <laughs> we've done a beaver episode before, and I wasn't soaking wet. <laughs> I, I feel like I was still in still the mind. Still pretty You're missing something. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> if, if someone was like, Tom, you can do this podcast in dry clothes or soaking wet clothes, I would say dry clothes every time. Every time, every, not even yeah. like 8 out of 10. No. Like I just, I 10 like, out of 10. I feel like times. wet pants is just a sign of good beaver. Well, areas yeah. to hunt. <laughs> Next time, why don't you roll around in a 35-degree mud puddle? I uh, found my first shed of the year after falling into the water. He did. did we ta- I don't even think we talked about my singular shed yet. No. I well, you've think. only gone out one time. I know. I'm 100%. And you I got soaking wet out. as soon as you started. Yeah. Apparently, that's the ticket. Just get wet. Well, we didn't catch anything today, so... <laughs> I guess it's not the ticket. I then. stayed dry Sunday, and we caught three. Huh. I guess it's not an exact Take science. it for what it's worth. <laughs> it works 50% of the time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> but, yeah, let's hear about this shed. Yeah, I'm, we're going to make this short and sweet because we all know that we are not shed, like, experts or fiends. I enjoy a, a casual walk in the woods to look mm-hmm. for sheds, but I'm not 
an animal like our buddy Luke, uh, who finds hundreds of sheds a year. Um, but anyways, yeah, I was, oh, gee, I, I was on one of my days off. Uh, there was still probably a foot and a half of snow in most places, but I just, I was, it was my weekend, figured I'd go for a stroll. And I pull up to the farm, two does standing out, eating some alfalfa, uh, right in the middle of the yard. So that was pretty neat. Looked at that for a while. And then decided to go into the woods. And first area I had to do was cross the stream. And because snow was starting to melt pretty good, the stream through the farm was running real high. I was looking around, and I couldn't get across because it was just all over my mud boots. But I found there was like a there was like a big dam of ice at this one area, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of like a bridge. I'm sure that's really sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I couldn't get across any other way. Like it was either that or, you know, I'd have to walk through the creek and get soaked. As the story progresses, you'll see he couldn't get through that way either and <laughs> got soaked. <laughs> so I see this big ice dam, and... I'll be honest, first thought was the uh, the ice dunes at Presque Isle and how they tell you not to walk on them. You yeah, know, because they're hollow. Cause, yeah, because water's rushing under them. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like they would be but this over is a creek. Yeah, but it's a, a much smaller <laughs> scale. So I was like, this will work out. Um, so I approach it, you know, and... Did I, you, like, give it, like, a little stomp? No, before? uh No, I went full force, <laughs> just started walking. Uh <laughs> Well, there was like, like I said, it was like a dam of like big ice chunks. So like, the I stepped on the first one and it, it shifted really bad, and I was like, ooh. Right. And you keep thought going. this ought to be sturdy. Yeah. So like <laughs> shifted the, right in well, the place. So here, this is where it gets interesting. So the first one shifted on me really bad. So I like kind of took a second to catch myself. Well, the next one, I like really put my foot down to make sure it was solid. <laughs> and didn't it just go right right through? And that, of course, made me fall. Uh, went straight up to about my belly button in water and my armpits like were stuck on the ice dam. So I like, cause as soon as I felt it go through, I knew I, you guys know I've fallen through ice more than once. Yeah. It's plenty kind of, of time. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> so as soon as I felt her go, there's no sense in doing anything, but just throwing your arms out to keep yourself up. Yeah. Don't want to go all the way in. So throw my arms out, hit. It's a good and, bit of ice safety. Yeah. And then immediately I'm like, son of a gun. I, my phone's in my pocket. And that's going to be wet. Oh, it, big time. <laughs> so and I got my wallet, keys, all that stuff. It's in the pockets. I'm like, oh, this is just wonderful. Uh, so I, I, you know, use my arms kind of like all upper body strength, pull myself out. Uh, and I'm a lot heavier at this point because of all the water in my mm. boots and whatnot. So I get out and then I kind of just like slide on my back across the ice dam the rest of the way, get up to the bank and I am frozen. It's, I mean, it's cold. At this point, did you think... Maybe I'll just go home. I'm getting there. So I had. So it much... was kind of warm that day. It was in the 50s, but still, when you go into 35 degree water, it's, 50 it's degrees cold. is pretty cool. Yeah. So my <laughs> pants are totally soaked. Um, my my shirt soaked. My coat soaked. Um, so I get over to the bank and I take my boots. Were you off. wearing your merino wool? No. Because they no. say that'll keep you warm if even if you're wet. Mm-hmm. No, didn't have it. I had some Levi jeans on. So I get up to the bank and I take my boots off and I, there's a ton of water in my boots. I dump them out. Um, I take my socks off, wring those out, take my pants off, wring them out, try and just get as much moisture as possible off. And I know from past experience, like getting the wet clothing off does help. Right yeah, it does help. Um, but of course I can't hike in the nude. 
it's still pretty cold. So I kind of just like got the bulk of the water out and then put everything back on. And at this point, yes, I was like, you know what? I'm only about 150 yards from the truck. I could just, you know what? This is just not the day. You I have just crossed the ice dam yeah. again. And <laughs> Well, at this point, I just head up to the road and cut around. Mm-hmm. So it had been a little bit longer, but I was like, you know what? I have tomorrow off too. We can just come Pick do this, this later. Yeah. But I was like, no, not, not a good idea. I can, <laughs> we can do this. So I get my boots back on. I walk up the hill, not 30 yards from where I crossed the creek shed. I was like, all right, that's my sign. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. So I just walked around for probably another hour and a half, two hours. Never found another one. Of course. Um, was there any beaver sign? I wasn't looking. Hmm. Um, hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't even in the area where the beavers are starting to take over. I kind of stayed along. I don't. I guess I'm trying to think of how I can say this without giving away too much. Northeast, southwest. Uh, yeah. So it would be. <laughs> this way is north. Well, morons here. Yeah, 98 runs north. <laughs> so it would have been like the south, or I guess like the western end of the property. Okay. I stayed more over there. I know where you're at. Um, I just don't want to give like names of properties away not not, it's not that big of a deal but just keep people's information keep them honest yeah so yeah i found that one shed and i tell you what hank is really enjoying it uh everybody in the house hates it because i keep stepping on it um (laughs) you can hide hank's a shed dog we keep hiding it around the house within within an hour he'll come out with that shed it's pretty comical like i've buried it to the bottom of his toys i've hidden it in a blanket um just put it random place in the house hank will find it so nice. this is kind of my, like, I knew he's got a good nose. Uh, I just been, and I've taken him shed hunting before and he found two sheds. Well, he found a dead head in a shed. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year the ticks were so Unreal. bad. It just yeah. wasn't, to me, wasn't even worth taking him out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember me and you and Jared went out and we literally had to bomb my truck. Yeah, the that ticks was were so bad. bad. So that was just, the worst. I that was the worst walk I ever took for tick. We had 150 ticks on us between the three of us. Yeah, it was in insane. my truck. It was stupid. Um, so I was like, you know what? Not really worth taking Hank out in that. So I've been kind of just going on my own this year. But if if I if I notice that there's not as bad a ticks, I'll take him out again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just been fun to like hide it around the house, and he just finds it. He's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, nice. Like, he, like you said, he's specific about what toys he wants. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you buried at the bottom of the toy box, he, will, root he, oh, he goes through the whole thing, drags the toy box out to the middle of the carpet, and <laughs> he knows what he wants. But, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So that's my singular shed story so far. Hopefully I find some more. But we're finally at the point where there's no, there's not almost out of snow. Yeah. I don't like to waste too much time looking for sheds until the snow's gone just because mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm walking over them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I know agree. I see a lot of people that are starting to find a ton of sheds, but I just, I don't waste too much time until the snow's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, we haven't had a, like a all January. We didn't have a melt at all. Mm-hmm. So we still had two and a half feet of snow everywhere all through January and part of February and didn't get a thaw until halfway through February. Yeah. We, I mean, we just, I mean, we're not even 100% out of the snow yet. There's still no. patches in the woods that and are they're still... They're calling for six more inches on Saturday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen that yeah. over time. Stupid. Just a little, little pad the check. Yeah, <laughs> just that little extra. But that's all I got for this week. Um, Sounds good. 
Tom, any any last words on your beaver trip? You no. checking traps tomorrow? How long? I guess how much longer you trapping at this pond? Till the end of the season, they want them out of there. It was it's like kind of in the middle of their cow pasture, and what once was a couple little streams running through is now totally sixty acres of flooding yeah it's rough yeah so that property's gotten way worse because i went there with greg i was either in high school it was high school because i drove there um but yeah so you're talking probably 10 years ago i was there um and there wasn't ponds it was all just stream oh like, yeah there's I mean, some big big time ponds neat so yeah it's been going good how many more weeks of the season you got? Just a few, like sometime around the end of March. Mm, gotcha. Well, it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. I hope you guys get some more. Um, any plans with these hides? Are you or Greg keeping them? Or um, Greg's gotten all of his tanned so far. Well, is in the process of getting all of his tanned. Um, I'm getting a purse made up. So nice. My fiance's grandma. She wants so one. Which um, so how many beavers have has Greg got tanned? All the seven and then... Nine. Nine? Yeah. Nice. He doesn't know what he's going to do with them yet, but... Is he taking them same John Chase? Yeah. He, he texted me back at the beginning of the season asked, he's like, hey, like... Oh, he's tanning hides? Chase? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't think... I don't know if he tans them. He sends them out. I think he just... He's he, got he a can, guy. Yeah, he... All you have to do is bring him the carcass and he can take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember Greg asked me if... Um, We've tanned them before and like astrotism. Like, yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, we, Tom and I've done it. Um, Tom does a lot more of it than I did. Um, but if you're looking to not have to, like, if you don't have the equipment and you're just doing a few of them, you know, I would just take them over to John Chase and he's always done really good for us. Mm-hmm. So sounds like that's what he ended up doing. Right on. Yeah. You can't really get much for selling them these days. No, pretty much nothing. So you make a big fur coat or something. Those are cheap. He was talking a vest. A vest would be sweet. I thought it'd be cool to do like a big comforter. Like those are a couple thousand bucks. I think you could do one yourself. Yeah, probably could. But I think it'd be really cool to have like a like furry on both sides, mm-hmm. or at least furry on like the one side, and then like a felt or something on the other, mm-hmm. like a flannel or something. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Stuff I, it with I, like goose down. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, Can you imagine Man, that, how could you imagine that'd that would be like a turducken if you think about it? Because you'd have <laughs> you'd have like maybe. Sheep's leather on one side, beaver, and then uh, goose, goose feathers. So it's yeah. like a, it's kind of like a turducken, but but not uh, that with three other animals. And you're not cooking it and eating it. Yeah, <laughs> same idea though. Yeah, same thing. Close. <laughs> Basically the same. I think it's a good but, spot to wrap yeah, things up, Nick. Yeah. yeah, on that note, I guess maybe you guys should just get outside. <laughs>